Welcome to the Joy Joya podcast, where jewelry is joy and everyone is encouraged to add more polish and sparkle to the world with topics ranging from marketing tips to business development, best practices and beyond. This is the go-to podcast for ambitious jewelry industry dreamers like you. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and professionals so they can thrive while adding more beauty to the world. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. As we all know, jewelry is joy, so I'll gladly seize any opportunity to talk about it. This is episode 200, and you're checking out a weekly segment of this podcast called The Goldmine, which is a more intimate, personal, and brief take from me about a topic of my choosing, but typically in the categories of entrepreneurship, growth, mindset, as well as my own personal observations about the industry. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. You can get interviews and business development and marketing tips on Sundays and The Goldmine with me on Wednesdays. If you're a return listener or viewer, Thanks so much for following along. In this week's episode, I'm celebrating the two-year anniversary of Jewelry Marketing Joy, which was published on October 11th, 2020. I'll be sharing, one, why did I decide to write a book? Two, what is it like to write a book and how long did it take? And three, What has writing a book affirmed for me about marketing and why does this all matter to you? So let's get into it. Oh, by the way, I have it here in case you have never seen it before. This is my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, and you can see on YouTube if you're only listening to this podcast. So one, why did I decide to write a book? Why would I like put myself through this torture? Well, first of all, I'm a writer at heart. If you've heard some of the past episodes of The Goldmine, you've heard me talk about my background in creative writing. I studied writing in college. I have a master's degree in creative writing. I used to teach writing, and I've always been super passionate about creative writing. Thankfully, it really comes naturally to me, and I can write super quickly. It's one of the easiest modes of communication for me. I can really pump out like blog posts, essays, you name it. So it felt really natural to me. I know that there are a lot of people out there, maybe you're listening and you think, oh, I have something to say even about my jewelry brand or about other stories in my life, but I could never imagine myself writing a book. I think that's totally fine. I don't think it's for everyone. And there are so many other amazing ways that you can communicate with the world, like through video, through social media posts, through audio, through photos. So writing a book is definitely not for everyone. But I think if you do connect with writing, whether you choose to write a book or not, if you choose to write an email or a letter or a page on your website, I think if you do connect with writing and that feels natural to you, you should really be utilizing that skill that you have and look to that skill to find ways to tell your brand story. Because I think there's still so much power in the written word 
no matter what people say, a lot of people tell me, oh, nobody reads anymore. I don't think that's true. And I would invite you to not pay attention to that if you feel called to tell your story and your truth through writing. Another reason why I chose to write a book is because I have a lot to say about jewelry marketing and about marketing in general. And you probably could have guessed that given that this is the 200th episode of this podcast and I have not yet run out of topics and I'm good at least through the rest of this year and even into next year. So I naturally have a lot of things that I want to talk about and it's never like a burden for me to come up with with content. I also was already creating a lot of this content. A lot of my book was derived from blog posts, podcast episodes that I was producing. So I had already kind of made this content and started to do almost like a rough draft version of it and had started to shape it. But what I was noticing for people who do follow my podcast is it wasn't in like an easy to consume way or in one centralized place. So it would be difficult for someone maybe to piece together all of that information. And I felt like a book could kind of like shape it and bring it all together. Even though I had the idea for the book before the pandemic, the pandemic definitely taught me that People in this industry really need help with digital marketing. I think COVID, for those who hadn't already invested in digital marketing, the pandemic made them realize like, oh, I can't depend on my in-person presence, whether that was events or brick and mortar, et cetera. So I felt like it was an opportunity for me to really help those people and provide valuable content for them. And then finally, at that point, two years ago, I was still kind of like a newish comer to the industry. You know, I think it's hard to break into this industry if you don't have the family ties or you haven't been in it for a very long time. And I really wanted to like provide something of value that would help me establish my reputation and make people realize like, oh, she takes this seriously. She's here for the long run. And this book is like a sign that she's really devoted and dedicated to this industry and that I'm not some kind of like flash in the pan marketing provider. So that was really important to me as well. So what was it like to write a book and how long did it take me? So actually at the beginning of 2020, January 1st, before the pandemic started or like officially started. It was my New Year's resolution for that year to write a book. And I started outlining and coming up with a plan in January. Little did I know the pandemic was going to happen just a few months later, but I'll get to that in just a second. So I came up with that initial outline, the main topics I wanted to cover, Which of my old content was I going to like repurpose and repackage? And then a writing schedule of like how many words I was going to try to produce each week through my target publication date, which I believe at the time was like mid-September. And that did end up being when I released the book for pre-order. So I was pretty much done 
on time, miraculously, there was some tear, there were some tears involved. There were definitely some stressful weekends, but it was really important to me to kind of stick to this schedule. But then of course, as we all know, the pandemic happened and you know, even though there were a lot of things about the pandemic that made business super difficult for, and I'm sure a lot of you listeners and viewers know, in some ways it was advantageous to me because I had all of this free time to be at home and write, and there weren't all these distractions that I was like trying to grapple with. So I think, you know, pandemic or no pandemic, I probably would have done everything I could to stick with my timeline but it did give me more space to really sit and do this writing, which I was super grateful for. Now, here's a great lesson that I learned about planning and that I'm always talking about in this podcast when it comes to marketing. I think a lot of people are hesitant to have a plan when it comes to content, when it comes to marketing, because they know it's gonna change. Inevitably, there's going to be change always. And my plan and my outline evolved a ton. If I looked at the outline I created in January, it would probably be just like not even close to what the finished product looked like. But that should never keep you from making that plan in the first place because it helped me get so much more ahead of the game and just have like a clearer picture of where I wanted to go. And things have to evolve. You have to start somewhere. So I would never avoid having a plan just because you know in the back of my in the back of your head that it's gonna change. Be be actually open to that change and embrace it and know that any big multi-month, multi-year process is going to evolve and change a lot. Also, <laughs> I've actually written a book before, so this wasn't my first rodeo. But let me tell you, I definitely forgot how much work it is. I'm even thinking about writing another book now for next year. And I'm like, I think when you do a big project like this, whether it's a book or anything, you definitely forget how painful it can be sometimes. And you're like, oh, this will be fine. I've done it before. And you don't remember until you're actually in it. The book took me nine months to finish. So as I said, I started in January and I was pretty much done in September. That's when I put it on pre-order. Um, so I guess it was kind of like, you know, being pregnant in a way, having that nine months and then like having the baby at the end, which is a really long sustained period of time to be working on any kind of project. But again, when you're in it, and I even look back on it and I don't feel like that was nine months of work. It feels to me like maybe it was like three months or less. So, and as long as you have that schedule and you're sticking to it consistently, it doesn't really feel like that sustained length of work because you're just dealing with like weak chunks at a time. Like I had week long goals. And those things cumulatively helped me get to the finish line. And then the last thing I really want to talk about and what I think would be the most relevant to anyone out there, whether you want to write a book or not, the things that writing a book, this book, has really affirmed for me about marketing in general and what this means for jewelry marketing. So 
writing this book has really taught me that content is everything. Content is a value driver. It helps you build trust with your customers. It helps you establish your authority, dig into a niche, tell a story, connect with your customers. And even though I am business to business, the same could be said for any type of business or brand out there, no matter who you serve. I've always believed this to be true, that content is everything. But I would say in the last year, I've like become a true evangelist of content. And it is in everything that I recommend to my clients, people that I consult, whatever. It's something that I feel very strongly about and even more so in recent times. So if you can look for ways to really provide value without necessarily expecting or asking for anything in return, if you can use content to really establish yourself in a niche and use content as a way to further your brand story and build trust with your target customer, you will be in a much better position than pretty much any jewelry brand out there because I don't think enough jewelry brands are truly leaning into like a content first strategy. And that's what this has taught me and what I really want to share with you. So no matter how you choose to distribute content or publish content, whether it's an ebook, a style guide, a blog post, a video, a piece of audio content, whatever, whatever it is, whatever works for you, maybe it's a quiz, you know, building upon that, having a schedule for producing it, being consistent in sharing your content and also consistently sharing it on social media and email marketing, those things over time will compound and help you establish a reputation with the audience that you truly want to reach and connect with. So I think that's the main takeaway that I'd like to share with you. As I said, I already have a new idea for another book that I'm super excited about. I'm going to try to forget all the pain that went into the nine months of writing this book, but I really can't help myself because as I said, I'm a writer at heart. What can I say? I don't know. If I did write another book on jewelry marketing, what would you like to know? What would you want it to look like? What would be the most useful to you? What would make you want to like come back to it and refer to it again and again? I would love to know your thoughts about that. Let me know in a YouTube comment or even in a review on Apple Podcasts. I, I would love that feedback and I would love to take that into consideration when I build out my future content. So what did you think? Again, please leave a comment on YouTube or let me know in a podcast review. You can also always email me Larissa. That's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. And thanks for listening or watching. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about working with Joy Joya, visit joyjoya.com, where you can sign up to download our free eBooks about various topics in jewelry marketing.